When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found with at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar on YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network, and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash from the shadows. You can receive books, stickers, coffee mugs, and special content just for our Patreon subscribers. Check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer. That's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, let's get this episode started. Hey guys, so so the last so last uh was it the live episode or last Friday episode we did where we talked about UFOs and, and put it out there about going to Europe. 
Guess what? We we got one of our super fans from Texas telling us, forget Europe, we need to come to Texas. So what do you what do you guys think about going to Texas? I'm all for that. That's my one of my favorite states in the union. <laughs> How about you, Howler? I tell you, I, you know, I hate to sound like I'm uh, parroting Jason there, but I, you know, I've had a lot of fun in Texas. You know, uh, Texas is is like the 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 uh, if states were kids, Texas is the son of or grandson, depending on how you look at it, of of Missouri. You know. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, Stephen Austin. You know, Austin, the capital of Texas is Austin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because Stephen Austin is the founder, the father of Texas, right? That's, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. His father, Moses Austin. You know where he was born? Jefferson City, Missouri. No, no, oh. St. Francis County, Missouri, which is a whole okay. different ball of wax there. But, but yeah, that's the common lore we grew up with. When people got tired here, they went down and, and uh, formed Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they formed Texas. Yeah, that's right. So, that's te- right. so Texas is a bunch of bored or disgruntled Missourians. Uh, very, you know, it's its own place, you know. And I hate to sound like a a tourist uh, uh, commercial or something, but it is. It could be the last when the world collapses and and the United States breaks into different fiefdoms or kingdoms or states. Texas might be the only one of the only ones that can really that'll really survive on its own. Really? So you're not yeah. giving us in Ohio any credit? What do you And you credit? know, I'll tell you why. Because in you're you're in the coaching world. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Not to not to muddy the water here. But where I went to high school, when I was there it wasn't that great. But now it is a football powerhouse. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was talking to one of my kids' coach, and they played the school where I live now, where my kids go, right? And I, you know, my kids play down here, and I said something to one of the coaches, and he said something about Blair Oaks football. That's where I went to school. And I, and in the conversation, I before I told him that's where I went, I said, "What makes them so good?" And he said, "You know, they're taught from the from the first grade that they're going to win." They're not taught they're going to do their best. They're going to try the hardest. They are taught from day one that they're going to win, period. And our kids are taught we're going to do our best or this might be our year or they are taught every year that it is their year. There's no, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's a mindset. So, so that's right. So Texas, they are taught from day one for 20 gen- 12, 13 generations now that Texas is Texas, right? That's what they're taught. Texas is Texas. First. <laughs> Texas, Texas first. All right. Texas is Texas. And then, you know, it's it's its own country. And then we join the United States. And when we get tired of it, we get the right to leave, which is, you know, <laughs> theoretically been argued. No, really. They have an agreement that they can leave. Do they really? You didn't know we... that? No, no. Yes. I, I did yes. not know that. Yes. And that was a big thing when when the last administration was in, or two administrations ago. Theoretically, they could theoretically, just like the Indians got an agreement to own South Dakota and they don't get it, Texas has an agreement that they can leave the union whenever they want. Really, I did not know that because it it was a country that joined the United States. It was on equal footing as the United States in theory, post. Uh, uh, Louisiana Purchase. Mm-hmm. 
I think all of our listeners are like scratching their heads like, I didn't know that, unless you're from Texas. Look, unless Texas our, people, hey, unless I follow some people. Texas. I interact with some people from Texas, and I don't say much on Twitter because just because, you know what I mean? I, I don't like to have big debates on Twitter because, you don't, first of all, you don't know anything about them, and they don't really know anything about you, right? Exactly. And and it's not like I tell you the really thing you can't get in your car and drive over there and and smack them if they get too out of out of hand, <laughs> right? right? So it really takes the debate. It takes the respect part out of debate because if you're debating some dude in the Walmart parking lot, you have to take their capabilities into play. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah you got to consider if what, you're smart yeah. anyway. If yeah, you're you smart anyway. what what line you want to cross. Right. Yeah. How 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 much do you want to belittle yeah. this individual because he can walk over here and and I use the term smack, open handed smack. You know, an open handed uh, 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 smack is pr- so undervalued in today's world. Right. Your mom gave you one. <laughs> your grandma gave you one. Everybody used to give them out. Right. Used mm-hmm. to give them out. Yeah, but my, my underhand, my open-handed smacks were always with from the backhand. Well, know, it was a, I tell you no, what, there was a thing in the police academy where they taught us. You could, that's still one of the things when I went through back in the old days. Of course, that was nightsticks and PR twenty fours. That you could use that open-handed smack against a grown man, an adversary, if you will. Just do it over their ear, and what it oh, does. God. Yes, because it <laughs> that rush of air yeah. screws yeah. up their equilibrium, and you can drop them like a rock. You know, no taser, no pepper spray, no pull out your gun and do whatever. Just, just smack them, you know, but the last, not the last time, the first time I went to Texas, I'm with a friend of mine. He's a medical doctor from where I'm from about 20 years older than me. Okay. And it's a long story how I knew him, but we were buddies. He was kind of a cop groupie and the cops that listen don't know what I'm talking about. Sometimes there's cop groupies. <laughs> This dude was, this dude, you know, like they they like riding around the car and he was, his background was actually, there's no, there's no, never any mailman groupies, but. Oh, there's a bunch of them. (laughs) Yours are all all lonely women. Hey, (laughs) yours are all lonely women. So we don't hear about them. Right. Okay. All right. So I'll take that. Say, Hey, I want, you know, I used to, I, I hunt a lot, but I used to read about every imaginable hunting in the world. Right. And I said something about hog hunting. And I said, man, and he's, I said, you ever shoot, go hog hunting down Texas? He goes, oh, two-legged or four-legged? <laughs> and I said, you know, four-legged. Well, he had went to A&M. He had went to Texas A&M, so I guess uh, there they were some four-leggeds back in the day down there, or two-leggeds down here. Anyway, so he said, hey, you take a week of vacation. The post off the, the mailman fan club. Go ahead. You take that, a week of vacation, and – and we'll go down there. So I pencil in a week of vacation, and we're going to go. Now, I drive an old junkie Ford drive truck because the the state always give me new cars, right? So I didn't need anything nice because I got a, a new cop car to make it to work, you know. I'm like not normal people. And he had uh, he had this old Suburban. He was going in the middle of a divorce. So what I told him is, what do you want to do? Who wants to drive? And he goes, man, mine car's kind of junky. I said, you want me to rent one? And this is back in the early 90s, right? Mm-hmm. So I called down the Enterprise, and I rent, and he, I said, what do you want to rent? Well, let's rent a minivan. I said, a minivan? Yeah, it's a lot more room. It'll be easier to get in and out of. And 
And, and now Enterprise is full of SUVs and trucks and stuff. But back then it wasn't, right? Uh, yeah, we, we, I, I, worked for, I worked for Enterprise back in the early to late to mid-90s. And, yeah, we had a lot of Astro vans. A lot yeah, of, that's what we get. They give us an Astro <laughs> van, right? They give us an Astro <laughs> A lot so, of Dodge Aspires and hey, Geo we load this Astro van full of guns and ammo, oh, right? Because we're going to Texas. We jump out on the highway. I get off work, change clothes, and you know, two or three in the afternoon. We leave Missouri at two or three in the afternoon. So about eight or nine at night, ten o'clock at night, we're it's dark and we are in Texas, right? Dro- rolling down I thirty five, and you work for Enterprise. You remember when they used to put that little green E sticker yep. on the back? Oh yeah, yeah. Well. Yep. That was one of the things they taught you in Highway Patrol 101 is back in the drug interdiction days, guys would rent cars and haul dope. And they yep. would, if you had two or three cars in a pack to stop, you always stop the Enterprise one, the one with the Enterprise sticker. You know, it's, it's kind of frowned yeah. on now. It's, it's profiling. Well, they don't even put the E sticker on there anymore, but they did back in them days. So I don't know where I'm going. I say, where we go? We'll get on 35 and I'll tell you what exit to take. We're going to take an exit way down to Bernie or Bandera, Texas. So I'm cruising down, and this is a Sunday night, and it's 1030 at night. So we're in a construct. I see we're approaching a construction zone because I can see the the signs and the, and the stuff are laying down in the median. You know how they'll lay them down when it's not construction time or whatever. You know what I mean? They'll lay it down yeah, and yeah. move the cones or whatever. So and I'm a I'm in the I'm in the middle of a pack of about seven cars driving down the highway. And I watch this car come up out of the grass, right? And he starts what I call working the pack. I see him he's in the passing lane and then he he's working the pack and he gets up behind me and lights us up, right? Red lights. <laughs> so I pull over. This Texas state trooper walks up to me cowboy hat and all you know how they look yeah yeah you know why i stopped you i said i i don't know not i mean no sir you're going whatever i was 65 and a 45 i said 65 he goes it's a construction zone and i said well the signs are down isn't that doesn't that mean it's not i mean uh that's that's prima facie i didn't say prima facie evidence but i said that means it's not construction time, right? And he says, where are you headed? So and he doesn't answer the question. And I said, I don't know. And I got to look over to my passenger, to, to Al. I said, hey, where are we going? And Al starts leaning forward and starts telling him through the driver's side window. He immediately tells me to get out of the van. And that's, that's, that's interdiction 101 too, because you separate them, then I'm going to tell him one story. We're going to Dallas, and he's going to tell him we're going to uh, Kingsville. Uh-huh. And you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah I understand. Gets me out, asks me, where are you going, son? And I said, I, he just, I don't know. We're going down here to go hog hunting. Hog hunting? Or first he said, I said, hunting. What kind of hunting? There's no season. I said, hogs, okay. Um two-legged or four-legged and i said both hopefully <laughs> but um, i was single back in them days and anyhow but you don't know where you're going i said no sir he told me you know who owns the van i said it's a rental who rented it i rented it he told me just to get on 35 and he'd tell me which exit to take okay so he's talking on his lapel mic he walks up there 
talks to Al a little bit. Starts walking back to me, talks on his lapel mic, and he said, do you have anything in the van you're not supposed to have? And I said, no, sir. And he said, you don't have any contraband, any illegal stuff. And what they're wanting to say is, once I say no about three times, he's wanting to say, can we search? Which is what happens. I said, no, sir, no, sir, no, sir, no, sir, no, sir. sir." Well, then you don't mind if I take a look, do you? And I said, I do mind. You're not searching my van. Well, who said anything about searching? I said, you said you were taking a look. I said I was in this trooper. Post, I said I was just taking a look. And I said, to me, that sounds like searching. And my forefathers fought and died for those rights on their way to Foundin, Texas. And you can't search my van without a warrant. And he said, well, I have a drug dog coming. And I said, that's cool. He said, you're still not going to let me search? And he's kind of being a dick about it a little bit. And I said, hey, I know it's interdiction 101. And he goes, whoa, 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 what do you mean interdiction 101? I said, you separate us. I said, you stop me because you've seen the Enterprise E. You know, drugs go east, money goes west. You separate us because I didn't know where we were going. You asked him. I said, I know how the game's played. And he said, oh, and. I forgot to tell you, when he was pulling me over, I turned my interior lights on and kept my hand on the wheel. So he said, how do you know how the game's playing? I said, I'm a state trooper, too. I, I played this trick on people. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I usually just don't screw with old white people. And he said, what do you mean you're a trooper? And I said, well, I'm a trooper. He said, let me see your badge. And I said, well, you know, it's funny you say that because the troopers in Missouri don't have badges. But I had this ID card. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I pulled out this ID, my ID card and hands it to him. And he t- looks at it and Sean flips it over two or three times and he gets on his lapel mic and calls the dog guy and tells him not to worry about it. He said, why didn't you just tell me? And I said, well, I, you know, I don't know. You might be one of them bad cops. You might be the cartel. I don't know nothing about you guys. <laughs> and he said, well, I can tell you, you know, and anyway, it was like old home week and, 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 and he let us go. I mean, we weren't doing anything wrong, but, um, yeah. So, so, so number one, are you, so if we go to Texas, yeah, hey, we, I don't, get down there. We, we don't rent a van from enterprise. Yeah, that's right. No, we don't no, let Jason drive. You. Figure out where you're going. <laughs> but there was no GPS back in them days. There's no GPSs back in them days. You know, I could tell about six stories on this Texas trip, and most of them are hunting and gun stories. And I don't think this – I mean, I don't think our audience will get the most out of it. But, you know, if I was going to say the creepiest places I've been, right, we yeah. go out on this – we go out on 10,000 acres. Now, in Texas, you can hunt at night. We go out on 10,000 acres. Now, that don't sound like much, but I'm telling you, 10,000 acres of southwest Texas – is big. I mean, it's like them dumping you off in Connecticut and telling you, watch out for the trees. So, <laughs> 10,000 acres? What do you mean it doesn't sound like much? I mean, there's 10,000 acres. Flat is a pool table. And hey, and this guy's, this rancher goes, hey, if you see, if you sh- see any goats, you shoot them, but you do not approach them. And Wait, he says a, it real, I mean, serious. A goat? Goat. Okay. He said, you okay. see any goats, you kill them, try to remember where they're at, but do not approach them. 
So we're sitting there calling at night. We're varmint calling for coyotes and stuff. And I'm like, dude, what's the deal with the goats? You know what I mean? Like, like I keep thinking of what was uh, <laughs> that was a song I think on a Rolling Stones album, one of Goat's Heads Do or something. Wasn't that an album? Or wasn't that a, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't so, know about Goat's Heads. Well, Goat's Heads, but Goat's Heads Do. What it hey, is? Is that the but, album? But I'm t- hey, I'm telling you, I had a there was there's a family up here where we're that that are Mexican. You know, that came up from Mexico and, and, yeah. and Texas. Like and they told, uh, and that's, they said the Sunday meal a was, goat, was goat's head. Yeah. So, hey, oh, so a they, yeah. They, a yeah. isn't that what it's called, Jason? I don't know. Yeah, burria or burria. So, anyhow, so you're out there in the dark, and I mean, it's dark, dark. There ain't no street lights, there ain't no nothing. And you play this music, you know, you play these, at that time, tapes, or, you know, we had cutting-edge uh, digital sound at that time. Um, but, and you, and in your lights, stuff is creeping up on you, and you don't know what it is. You just, you know what I mean? It's 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 coyotes, it can be foxes, it can be ringtails. You're seeing shining eyes coming at you, right? And, you know, I'm, I'm just worried about these goats, right? You just work, <laughs> so finally, the next morning, I got to ask this, this, this. So we got hooked up with these places because my buddy, Al, the medical doctor, had went to A&M. His roommate in undergrad was a veterinary. So, so they call vet school down there pre-med because when you flunk out of vet school, you end up in med school. And <laughs> anyhow, he says, well, the University of Texas in that 10,000 acres – and it's it's high fence, so there's, you know, when you when you're back in Ohio and people talk about shooting deer inside of a fence or something, well, this ain't 300 acres. This is 10,000. The the road through they had a road that crisscrossed it. You could take, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was 11 miles worth of gravel road. Wow. So and there was a fence all the way around. There was 10, a there was acres. a 12 14 foot fence all the way around it, and in the middle there was four 40s. There was 160 acres double high fenced and in the middle was was the university of texas had go uh, essentially a goat lab in there where they were doing blood work they were uh, with the goats you know what i mean they were giving them and i'm making stuff up i don't know sars or bubonic plague or tuberculosis and then they were testing you know they were doing testing on goats Oh my God. And they wow. said they had the movement so far in the middle of nowhere because when it was up at the university in town, some of the locals would jump the fence and steal the goats. So all the goats <laughs> had ear tags, you know, like X, you know, like ear tags on cows, 221 over 42. Yeah. So the locals would jump the fence and steal a goat to cook, not realizing it had tuberculosis or plague oh or. Or whatever, isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Oh goodness. Well, hey, listen. I think we figured out where the coronavirus came from. The te- the University of Texas Goat Lab. <laughs> Something well, jumped the fence. You know, hey, I, I did. I almost said COVID a while ago, but then I didn't. You know, because next thing you know, they'll be saying it come from a monkey lab or something. But yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, so now I, so do you think it's safe for us to go to Texas? As as oh, not, I think like, it's better than ever. The only question I have is, are we going to come back? You know, I got two aunts that live in Texas. Yeah, we might they not want to come back. Came back. 
You know what I mean? Yep. I, they got low income tax, no income tax. Right. They're a fairly free state. The only thing I watch, you know, the dudes from Texas want to fight. Have you ever been around dudes from Texas? Yep. Dudes from Texas fight to show you how badass they are. You know, I had to do so. I, I was in Fort Polk, Louisiana with some dudes from Texas and it was either the fact that they were, they were Navy SEALs and they were from Texas, but they wanted to fight everybody to show. Wasn't that more about them being Navy SEALs than I, guys from Texas? I mean, I mean, doesn't just I've be told a Navy you a story SEAL. about my mom dropping me on my head, right? Yeah, huh? yeah, I told you, you about my mom dropping me for instead of the clothing. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, my yes. mom was. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna tell it again for the new listeners. My mom was carrying a bundle, uh, 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 me in her arm, and uh, <laughs> one of them round, small clothes baskets. And she got to that point halfway up them stairs. As a young mother, she had to drop something. She decided to drop me because I was easier to pick up than all them clothes. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, so you know. You know those Navy SEALs jumping out of planes and all that crazy stuff they do. They bumped their head more than I ever did on that on that staircase. <laughs> we was in a rental car. Hey, this prime example. We're in a rental car. I'm driving because I used to be a driver all the time, right? And I hate to say straight state trooper. This is a Louisiana state trooper. Big black man. I mean, it would have been like not quite Shaquille O'Neal uh, in a uniform, but it would have been like – uh, Shannon Sharp or somebody like that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, this yeah. dude, I'm in a rental car. He spins around, lights us up, walks up. And of course these dudes are, these dudes are instantly in, in Navy SEAL mode. They're going to run. They're going to hide. They're going to fight. They're going to go turn native. Cause we're down in Louisiana. There's water and swamp and shit. And I said, just, Hey, let me just talk to the dude. <laughs> <laughs> He said, you know why I stopped you? No, sir, I sure don't. I try to play all shucks, man. You know, I'm sorry. And uh, I play all shucks, I'm sorry. It's kind of the same deal. He gets me out and he says, you have anything in the car you ain't supposed to have? And I said, like what? And he goes, well, what do you have in the car? You got any guns in the car? And I said, yes, sir, it's loaded. He goes, are you serious? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, how many guns you got in the car? And I said, three or four at least probably six or eight. And he goes, you're serious. And I said, yes, sir. And he said, what kind of guns? And I said, every one of us has at least a handgun. Those three have MP fives and I've got a 14 inch Benelli M one super 90 entry gun. And he goes, I think you're serious. And I said, I guarantee you. And we got so much ammo we should have got a minivan instead of this crappy car, but it's the government rate. This is all they let us get. <laughs> and this is the this is the best part, right? <laughs> he said, "Where are you headed?" I said, "We're over here. Head over here at, at next, right down the road from Fort Polk. There's a place called Camp Beauregard. It doesn't matter." I tell him where we're headed, mm. and he said, "To the range." I said, "Yes, sir." And he goes. Okay, slow down. And he never asked us, other than my Missouri driver's license. I think I had a Missouri. Maybe I had a Minnesota time. I don't remember. Other than my driver's license, he never asked. He never asked to see the guns. He never asked to prove who, why we needed them. He never asked nothing. He just let us go. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he thought, "What am I going to do? Right? What am I going to do?" But 
all these dudes. I like, right? I, I think know. he probably thought this is a the discretion is a better part of valor, isn't that? And, and let it Maybe. be somebody else. So I jump in the car, and these dudes around. are going. Is I, I jumped back in the car, and they said, "What is he going to ride? Us to, what's he doing?" I said, well, "He told us to slow down." That's it. I said, see, you just be cool, dude. You don't have to damn beat everybody up all the time. Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Listen, well, well, hey, Jason, I think when we go to Texas, you know who's driving. All right. There you go. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.